What's up, guys? This is Rich Tabishan, host of The Rich Life, the key to living your best life. What is up, guys? This is Rich Tabishan here, <clears throat> host of The Rich Life. Thank you for joining me today. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the infamous Mr. Elon Musk. And the reason is, I was actually watching a uh, documentary about him. Um, as you guys know, I, I love to study the top, you know, study all the billionaires in the world. And I'm, what I'm finding is that they have a lot in common as far as their their ways of viewing the world and their their ways of really changing and making an impact on the world and solving the problems of the world as well. So I wanted to share uh, just you know, this documentary that I watched about Elon Musk. And um, first of all, when I was watching it, they just kind of see the thing about documentaries, guys, and you know, which is why I prefer books is documentaries can only have so much information. Like they, you know, it's like an hour and a half, an hour, maybe two hours sometimes. And um, based on that, they can't really fit all of the pertinent details that people need to know and need to understand how these people became successful. So what they do is they try to highlight the the more quote unquote exciting, you know, things in their lives, like their milestones in history, and they don't talk really about the struggles and they don't really talk about, you know, how Elon Musk, you know, spent hours and and days and hours and nights and evenings and sacrificed all these different things to to create and build, you know, some of the companies that he started. But anyway, so I wanted to just kind of preface that and say, you know, these documentaries that I usually see, they're more for entertainment purposes, not for informational purposes. So um, I'm not not advocating documentaries. I think they're really, you know, helpful to see just kind of like the snapshots of the person's life. But I think the best way to really get insight on how the person is, is to read their book, right? Their, their biography <clears throat> or their autobiography. So anyway, <clears throat> let me talk about this documentary and, and um, just kind of highlight some of the things that came up. So what they said was he, <clears throat> Elon Musk was raised, so he's from South Africa and um, I think Swedish as well, or like born in South Africa. He was raised by books and occasionally nannies, they said. So that was kind of interesting. It sounded like that he was pretty well, like pretty, his parents were pretty well off, right? So um, they did, you know, they had significant wealth, you know, in their, in their household, if they could have nannies coming in. Right. So I don't know if that's a cultural thing there or what, but I found that pretty interesting. So raised by books is really what stuck out to me because, <clears throat> um, I love books, right? So books for me are ways to get insight and it, like, okay, think about books, right? Somebody that has lived their entire life or has been successful in a certain industry or area of their life decides to put their knowledge, their background and their struggles and information into a 200 page book that you can re literally read in a week and get all that information from, you know, from that person and then cut the learning curve by half, by, ha by half. Right. <laughs> sorry for the, sorry for the stutter there. I had something in my throat. Um, but anyway, so I found that really interesting. So he, he's a, an avid reader. He didn't have much supervision, adult supervision growing up, and he was always building and tinkering with things. 
so this what I found cool was he's kind of um, he kind of grew up in a environment where he's constantly learning from books and he's also taking things apart and trying to understand how things work so he's a very scientific minded person um, so this part doesn't really matter that much but he said they said his parents were divorced at nine years old and actually my parents were divorced also at uh, nine uh, eight years old nine years old something like that <clears throat> they said his father had a strong engineering background and his and his mother was always a very optimistic person so they said that he got and you know he kind of got the skill not skills but like the the background and engineering from his father and kind of an optimistic view of the world from his mother and um apparently her his mother may musk was a like a model or something so she was like doing modeling and you know pretty um pretty well off and and so you know when elon musk came i I guess she she was doing a lot of modeling in in the u.s and then also got involved in some movies as well then so there's kind of like a a scene of like a i guess he's like an editor or somebody and he was saying that stellar entrepreneurs has have always had adverse events at a young age that drives them to quote-unquote rule the world so I kind of agree a little bit with with the guy's statement here, and he was, but basically what he was saying was like, when you know, good strong entrepreneurs, and he said serial entrepreneurs, they usually have some type of like childhood struggle <clears throat> that that allows them to learn at a young age how to deal with struggle and how to deal with hurt and loss and difficult situations. So I think what he was suggesting was when you go through that type of psychological, I'll call it trauma at a young age, it gives them, it gives people drive to rule the world. <clears throat> so that was kind of interesting. Now, obviously this is not something you can control. So like, you know, if you have, if you grew up with a good childhood, like I did, um, then, you know, obviously that's not going to be a, a determinant of your success. So it's up to you to determine that success. You know, if you read mindset, by Carol Dweck, where she talks about growth versus fixed mindset, you know, the determining factor is not, you know, how you grew up or your quote unquote talents that you might have. It's more about deciding on yourself and realizing that you can grow and learn. So I didn't like that part of the documentary when they, when he mentioned that, because kind of like pigeonholes people to think like, oh, you don't, you didn't have a bad childhood. So you're going to, you know, you're not going to be a good entrepreneur because you have, you know, a decent childhood growing up. So uh, anyway, so that's what I mean by documentaries, guys. Like, the, take them with a grain of salt um, because it's just, like, it's more entertaining, like I said. Um, I would just um, just kind of, you know, do it for, like, watch them for entertainment purposes. But so anyway, let me keep going here. So he developed, to talk more about Elon Musk's life. So he developed a video game. He was really into computers and computer engineering. And he developed a video game called Blaster. And he sold it for $500, <laughs> which is not a lot of money, right? But what's interesting is that he, um, as a kid, he did that. So, you know, early on, he, you know, with his engineering background, he was able to, um, you know, understand the programming language and then apply it and use even graphics to create a game, you know, like a functioning game for, for you know, people to, to play. So that's really cool um, at a young age to be able to do that. So that's pretty significant. Um, anyway, so... The other part, they said he plays a lot of chess and he's always looking ahead for the grand plan. 
that stuck out to me a lot. I love chess. Um, very strategic game. I'm not great at it, but I like it and I enjoy it. And I understand the concept behind it. Always looking ahead. Um, you know, now not, not to say that always looking ahead is good, right? Because you have to be present in the moment to take the action now for the future, right? So if you remember, um, you know, my spiritual part of the rich life or my fulfillment part of the rich life, um, and spiritual health, it's important to be present right now and take the actions that you need to take for the future. So don't always think too far ahead, like think strategically, but also think tactically right now in this moment, knowing that what you're doing right now will help um, you in your future and help you improve your life in the future as well. But I do agree that chess and, you know, those types of strategic games like Risk, I don't know if anybody has played Risk before, but those types of games are really helpful in shaping your mind around you know looking ahead to the future and having like a having a vision of the future in your mind so vivid that it eventually becomes true because you're you kind of take the actions towards making that truth become or making that vision become a reality so here's the timeline of of elon musk so he really he started in the internet industry at the end of the day um he started very early on. He started with a company called Zip2, which was kind of like an online Yellow Pages company. And then he sold it to Compaq for $22 million. So that is interesting because um, I guess at the time that technology was pretty new and Compaq was like, well, we need this information. And um, But what again, from my point earlier, they didn't talk about how he spent hours and hours and hours building and developing this system and really it was a marketplace, right? You're creating a marketplace for individuals or like an informational marketplace for individuals to tap into yellow page information and, and contact information that way. They also don't talk about, they were just like, hey, he started this company. They also don't talk about how they sold it to Compaq. Like Compaq isn't gonna just magically show up at your doorstep and say, hey, here's $22 million for this website, you know, or $22 million for your Zip2 company. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like. It, they, I wish they talked more about how um, Elon and his partner, I think it was his brother actually, uh, in the business, decided to probably cold call companies, send emails, mail them, like contact them to sell. Because if you're not actively trying to sell this, you know, whatever product or service you have, then you're not going to sell it, <laughs> right? It's about momentum. So they probably made thousands, if not you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe tens of thousands of phone calls to, to get somebody to purchase this company. Cause they maybe felt like it was a, a gap in the market. And then they, you know, presented to compact. Like I'm sure that there was like some presentation for the company, multiple times presentation for the company, but the documentary doesn't talk about it. They're just like, here, here's a timeline thing. And he just magically, be, you know, became a multimillionaire at like 20 something years old. Anyway, get off my soapbox here. Then um, after that, so the time continue the timeline. He actually started a company called X.com, which is a financial services peer to peer payment systems, which was a precursor of PayPal. And then um, he basically, you know, decided to to sell that um, eventually to eBay, which he got one hundred and sixty five million dollars for. And then he just kept going into SpaceX, Tesla, Solar City, etc. So that's kind of the quick timeline. <clears throat> now, all these companies that he started and sold, they took 
significant years. They took significant time, blood, sweat, tears, all that to get to get started and to get sold. Um, so another thing that came up, they said he's always thinking about something positive for humanity. So uh, I think that was either his, not his wife, but like a friend of his or a colleague of his that said that. And I found that interesting because a lot of the billionaires, right, your Oprah's, your Bill Gates, your um, all the big, you know, the big billionaires out there, Jeff Bezos, they're always thinking about like, how do I, how do I make things better for people? How do I improve lives? And um, at bigger picture. So that's a really key thing. Another thing they said, he always has high expectations of himself. He just keeps going and is famous for his work ethic. Okay. Um, I think work ethic is important, but I also think that, you know, um, health is also key. So not every billionaire is in good health, right? <laughs> so um, not to be a dick, but like if you look at Elon Musk, you know, his, if you look at him, he's like kind of um, overweight, right? Like not, I wouldn't say healthiest. Uh, I'm sure he's fine, you know, but, and, I, and I'm obviously judging a book by its cover, but the, the point is, <clears throat> I think if you overwork yourself, you're going to get, you know, you're going to be stressed out and, and unhappy and un, unhealthy. So that's not healthy too. Anyway, so he says, you really feel like you are changing the world as an employee. So that was one of the other quotes that I noted here. Basically working for him and his companies, the employees always felt like empowered that they were doing something larger and good and big. So they, he must be very clear in terms of his mission statement and the, the vision that he has for every company about how they want to maybe tap into space with SpaceX or, you know, improve the, um, you know, maybe reduce the emissions and by introducing electronic, uh, electric cars like Tesla, solar city by, you know, by, um, using the, the sun's power and energy, uh, using the sun's energy to, for power and utilities, you know, just stuff like that. It's like, when you look at all the companies, um, with the exception of, you know, uh, PayPal and zip two, I don't think they really had like a bigger, higher level cause or vision. Maybe he did. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, you know, they were kind of like his, his baby steps to get to the next level of what he wants to really accomplish, which is to really change the universe, um, or make an improvement. So anyway, yeah, it seems kind of cool that, um, working for him, you know, you're, you feel like you're changing the world is one of the, one of the quotes. And then another part that really struck me here was they said, real entrepreneurs are not driven by money. They have a bigger vision and it has to be a world changing goal to get him awake in the morning. So if you think about, you know, just the, the general concept of his life, he, um, he became a millionaire very early on and he could have just sat back, relaxed, gone to the beach, stopped, really stopped whatever he was trying to accomplish because he has the money, right? No, but he, he decided to take that and reinvest it into another business and then reinvest that into another business. And I think it's because he has this like high level worldview of solving world problems, just like your Bill Gates, just like your Oprah Winfrey, just like the other, you know, other billionaires in the world, Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, all these other guys and gals, they all have this like really huge, massive vision to improve the world. And, um, that's what I'm noticing when I'm, when I'm kind of studying these guys is that they all have that in common because the money doesn't matter to them at that point, right? At 22 million, he could have been set for life, but he kept going, created pay, you know, created PayPal 
x.com turn you know turn into paypal and then paypal was bought for 165 million i'm pretty sure that people can live off of that <laughs> for the rest of their lives right but no he decided to keep going and he decided to you know continue to solve the world's problems so think about that with your life think about that with your business you don't have if you don't want to become a billionaire that's that's fine but you can <clears throat> maybe just think about how you can solve problems for individuals and for groups of people and for you know maybe smaller level at the individual maybe higher level at the group at the city at the state at the country at the world level which is where a lot of these billionaires live and then um yeah so that that's what i wanted to share with you guys i i found the documentary to be pretty informational um in some cases but also like you know with a little slant of entertaining in there as well i wish they went deeper on certain topics but uh, i guess that's what the you know that's that's what these books are for and his biography is for so i hope you guys like this episode um remember to um you know message me if you have any questions and i'll talk to you next time thank you for joining me on this episode of the rich life the key to living your best life Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and I answer all my direct messages on Instagram at Rich and at Beach Property Guy. Take care.